There's a hot topic right now going around our nation, around the world, and that is the housing market. Now, we mostly hear people talk about the housing market uh, pertaining to home prices. Why? Because that's what resonates most with Americans. Unfortunately, single family dwelling home prices is just a portion of the spectrum of the real estate market. There's a lot more that goes into play with the real estate market pertaining to home prices rather than just keeping an eye on the home prices only. For one, the biggest influence on housing prices that are a concern right now are mortgage rates, mortgages, what individuals, what families, households can afford. As you know, we have all sorts of commercial real estate. We have uh, skyscrapers, we have smaller office buildings, we have restaurants. There's so much involved around the real estate market other than just single family home dwelling home prices. There are so many different aspects, so many different categories that make up the real estate market that we should be paying attention to. Of course, there are endless amount of opinions out there. One, one thing about economists is that they're, they're like the weather people. Half the time or close to half the time, they're wrong. But we still want them. We still need them because it kind of gives us a projection, kind of gives us an idea of what we could possibly expect. But then we have to then put together our own conclusions and our own opinions. And it's nice listening to other people's opinions. And that way we can kind of come to our own conclusions for ourselves, right? So why do I feel I'm someone worth listening to? Why do I have opinions about the real estate market? Why do I want to share my insight? Here's why. So I, I became a real estate investor in 2002. In 2003, one year later, I became a full-time real estate investor. That's, that's all I did. Since then, I had purchased all by myself, 100%. I have purchased 150 investment properties ever since. So I guess you can say I'm, I'm a little obsessed with the real estate market, and it's something that I have a passion for, and it's something that I just spend a lot of time, but it's also given me the opportunity to wrap my mind around the big picture of everything not just charts, not just history, but paying attention to everything else that kind of pulls and drags uh, the real estate market. Just to name a few of these subcategories that pull and tug on the real estate market is job numbers, uh, the economy, uh, GDP growth, interest rates, Mortgages have a big play and a big factor on affordability. Everybody knows that the lower interest rates helped drive the housing prices that we've seen in, in previous years. Everybody knows that big time investors, a lot of them came from China. A lot of real estate investors, uh, just to name one, uh, Blackstone. Blackstone Investment Company, they come in, they've been buying up homes. So we've had lower interest rates. We've had investors coming in, buying up homes to help contribute to the, the driving of home prices. Some metropolitan areas saw a huge influx of people moving in, mostly escaping from California because of their high taxes and the fact that they're not very business friendly for corporations. So we've had all these different aspects come and bring and drive up home prices in, in particular areas. One area where I live is in the greater Salt Lake area of Utah. In previous years, uh, Utah, the uh, governor, Governor Herbert, and his uh, successor, uh, Governor Cox, they worked together to lure a lot of these tech companies from California to come here. And a lot of these tech wages are higher wages. And so that 
you know, you had people moving in, they could afford the higher prices. And so that's just helped drive up prices even more. But there's an old saying, all good things must come to an end. The higher something goes, the harder it's going to fall. In some older previous videos, I kind of talk more about those things, but I want to go ahead and I want to share this article that came out last week uh, by CNBC. Uh, this was dated uh, last Wednesday, August the 24th. Now, don't get caught up in the fact that this is an older article because I got a few articles here I want to share with you how things progress. But the title of this article, it says, Home Prices Fell for the First Time in Three Years Last Month, and referring to uh, July. And it was the biggest decline since 2011. Now, a lot of you might be thinking, okay, Rich, you know, big deal. Yeah, we all saw this last week. What's your point? I want to make the point that the, this article is based based off of charts. They're comparing data from, from uh, the previous years, from this past decade and beyond. And that's where they came up with this conclusion, this article to point out that, hey, home prices have come down uh, sharpest uh, since uh, 2011. Now, I've got another article here. Now, this is also uh, through uh, another outlet of uh, CNBC called Make It. This article came out the very next day. Of course, you know, I think everybody, whether, whether you're a, a, a progressive, a liberal, or a Democrat, or a, a, a Republican or conservative, no matter who you are, I think everybody knows that CNBC uh, leans more to the left. So I can imagine when they came out with this article the day before uh, saying that uh, home prices are declining, I'm sure that that probably reflected negatively on uh, the, the, the the current administration there in the White House, right? Because all fingers had to be pointed to, to, to him. So Mike Winters here put out this article. It's called, A Housing Recession Won't Bring Home Prices Down, Economist Says. And here's why. Now, this this article here, this this is based on an opinion. This is someone's an opinion. So the first article was based on charts, and now we've got an article here based on opinion. Later that same date, Bloomberg put out this article here saying, Blackstone single-family landlord to halt home purchases in 38 cities. Now, some of you might be asking, okay, well, who's Blackstone? Blackstone has been known for a few years now. They were they merged. Uh, they, they, they became this very large uh, single-family home dwelling uh, investment company, and they've been all over the United States, especially in hotter markets, buying up real estate for the purpose of profit. They could turn around and and uh, rent out these homes. Now, I call this this article here. I call it a fact. So the first one was based off charts. The second one was based on opinions. And now here, this third article, we have facts, but it's a cycle. It's going to go back and forth. We're going to go back to uh, uh, more charts. We're going to go back to more opinions and, and so forth. But when we're paying attention to the news, when we're reading articles, th these are the things that we need to kind of pay attention to. We need to recognize and, and understand the difference between uh, based on history, charts, opinions, forecasters, and actual facts. Now, in this Bloomberg article, Home Partners of America, the single family landlord owned by Blackstone Incorporated, will stop buying homes in 38 U.S. cities, becoming the latest institutional investor to back away from an overheated housing market. The company, acquired by Blackstone in June of 2021, last year for $6 billion, told customers that as of September the 1st, here in a couple days, it is pausing applications and property submissions in Boise, Idaho, Fresno, California, Memphis, Tennessee, and 25 other areas. It will go on hiatus in 10 additional cities 
in October the 1st, a month later. We assessed several factors such as home price appreciation, state and local regulations, and market demand to guide our investment plans to best serve our consumers. Home Partner said an announcement on this website, we hope to resume purchasing homes in these markets in the future. We hope, keyword there, hope, we hope to resume purchasing homes in these markets in the future. Now, that could, that hope could be based on the fact that they hope that home prices will come back up and the demand will come back. Or that could be interpreted as in they, they're expecting home prices to come down. Most investors want to buy low and sell high. One thing we do know for sure is that a lot of buyers are being hesitant. Why? Because all signs point to home prices coming down. Sure, there are some who are looking to purchase a home. They want to wait. They would love more than anything to see home prices cut in half really quick. But that's not going to happen. That's not realistic. That's impossible. Heck, it almost took four years from when the housing market, the bubble had bursted in 2006 uh, before it bottomed out in, in 2010. So it took almost four years before we reached the, the lowest bottom, and that, and that was average uh, median across the nation. So a lot of investors are holding off on selling. Why? Because, well, they, they want to wait and see what's going to happen. I know some smaller investors personally are already putting some homes on the market right now. They already have been. But a lot of these big investors like Blackstone, they know that they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they start unloading and putting all these homes up for sale that they had recently bought. So they're not going to do it. It would be like an investment suicide if they go ahead and start selling their properties. So who's going to start selling their homes? One thing we have to pay attention to is this downturn that we've had due to this pandemic. Yes, before we entered into this pandemic, the economy was doing really well. We had very high numbers of GDP growth. We had consistent growth. Uh, the economy was doing really well. Unemployment numbers were at historic lows. This pandemic came on, and then there were just shutdowns all over the globe. It's here in the United States, there was shutdowns. That did put a chokehold on the economy. Then we became dependent on the uh, Congress, on the White House, to issue stimulus and other uh, forbearances to help the uh, the American people. We have been seeing more social uh, programs coming out, more assistance than ever before. Corporations were given stimulus to, to, to bring more people into the workforce. Corporations were given incentives to do so. Wh whatever economy that we have today right now has been breathing and has been pumped up by the federal government. And we've been printing money and going into further debt as never seen before. So that there is another aspect that helped drive up these home prices even more was the assistance from the federal government, uh, the forbearance. Hundreds of thousands of Americans' households were, falling, were defaulting and falling behind on their mortgages. And they put the forbearance in place so that mortgage companies could not start to foreclose. That's why we have not seen any foreclosures. Now, that forbearance, as I mentioned in a previous video, is scheduled to end uh, September the 15th here in a few weeks. Sure, there's a very good chance they, they could extend it another six months. Who knows? We'll wait and see what happens. But doesn't this all sound like a bubble? We cannot ignore the facts. Now, I'm speaking for, for Utah. I, could, I could guess this goes for pretty much all metropolitan areas all, all, all across the country. The average income, the average household income, the average wages 
cannot afford these high prices uh, before the interest rates started going up, before they made mortgages even more expensive. And oh, we cannot forget the fact, my friends, this is not conspiracy theory. Uh, Google it yourself. Uh, the Great Reset. It's a real thing. Uh, globalists are coming together. They're wanting to create a great global reset, a global currency, have you. Now, it does not matter if this all is announced and comes into place next week, tomorrow. Uh, not likely, uh, maybe years away. That is the direction that they are funneling us into, a central banking digital currency. But it's not going to just be exclusive to uh, the U.S. dollar, to us here in the United States. It's, you don't have to take my word for it, my friends. Google, uh, Yahoo it, search it, Bing it. Uh, the Great Reset. One thing that I hope you have all come to learn and understand is that while reports come out over here, uh, news and people like to say, hey, this is what's going on over here. That pay, you know, pay attention over here. Over here on the other side, there's other things going on, but they'll create sensationalism. They'll, they'll create, they'll put sparkles, they'll put uh, drama, blood, whatever it takes to get you to pay attention to what's going on over here. That way you don't, you're not paying attention to what's going on over here. I'm sure everyone has heard the phrase, don't let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Or is it the other way around? Don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Either way you say it, it has the same meaning and you guys all understand what it means. This is a philosophy that has lived very closely by the elitists, by these groups of people who are pulling the strings, providing us with numbers, and providing us with a fake and phony currency system. Right now, they have all these things in play to make the U.S. dollar look like it's strengthening. The U.S. dollar is the current uh, currency for world trade. We have that advantage, and that's something else that helps beef up and strengthens the U.S. dollar. We, we have uh, nations across the country who are already forming a new currency that's going to be backed by gold, a standard that we used to be on many years ago. My friends, these are not just opinions and they are not conspiracy theories. These are facts. Okay, so a lot of you are probably saying, okay, Rich, so what do we, what do, we do? Here, here's what you do. Uh, do you go and sell your home right now? No, because you have to have a place to live. If it's tempting to you, if you have not already, if it's tempting to you to pull out a, or to do a refinance, pull out a second mortgage to pay off other debts or whatever else, uh, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I think whatever home you're living in right now, you need to leave it alone. I would not accept, I would not take in more debt through a mortgage your place of residence, where you live. I would not do that. If say four, six years down the road, whenever these home prices come down, you don't want to find yourself being under the water because what was once considered your greatest asset has become a complete liability and you don't even own it. Don't put yourself in a vulnerable situation. You know me, I love it when the economy is doing well. One way to help pump the economy is to, is to spend money, to buy goods, but it's time to start thinking about what resources you have right now. Uh, perhaps get rid of things that you don't need. Now's a great time to get rid of that junk that you've got sitting in the garage, uh, in your basement, up in your attic, uh, things that are just not useful right now. You might want to start getting rid of those things. You could free up some money and you can convert to exchange that money into something that might become more useful in a major crash, perhaps to uh, give you an opportunity to, to have some cash, 
uh, some capital so that you can buy some real estate in a downturn. I would like to think after the uh, real estate comes crashing down, eventually there will be a pathway for prices to go back up. Better times ahead. Wouldn't you like to be in a situation where perhaps you can get your hands on some real estate in a downturn? Well, what do you guys think? If you could, if you haven't yet, please leave a comment down below. Give this video a like. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate any insight that you have. Thank you for watching this uh, YouTube video or for listening through podcast. I appreciate your support. I'll see you guys in my next podcast.